Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Let It Be Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Sanchez, certified leadership and life coach, Reiki practitioner, and recovering overachiever. Not everything in life can be easy, but this podcast is about seeing how some things don't have to be as hard as we think. This podcast is brought to you by Cocoon. That's my practice where I offer coaching and other resources to help you trust your intuition, design a meaningful life, and create fulfilling work. You can find out more at the-cocoon.co. Hello, dear listeners. Today, I want to talk to you about how to choose a coach. This is a question that I get pretty frequently, often when I'm talking with a potential client, just having a an intro session. I'm often talking with people who have not worked with a coach before and just sort of helping them get oriented, helping them to understand, get a sense of whether we are a good match and just in general, how to find the right coach for them. So yeah, I wanted to get into that in more depth today. Let's start with actually finding a coach at all, because that in itself is not always so easy. I'm thinking about the the contrast to like, say, when I'm looking for a therapist, I In that case, usually I will first go to Psychology Today and use their database. It's got lots of nice filters. I might also look in my insurance provider's database to see who's in network. But on Psychology Today, you can also filter by my insurance coverage if that's relevant. So yeah, there's not really that kind of centralized database for coaches. It's a very broad and distributed and varied profession. There is one database that I know of through the Coactive Institute. That's where I was trained and certified as a coach. So I will include that link in the show notes. Even so, that that database is just kind of like, it's a starting point, but it's going to be what you'll know from this database is like, I think everyone on it is uh, certified or trained in this same method, but there's going to be a lot of people on there. The profiles can be out of date. Anyway, so that's a starting point. If your first requirement is like this person should be certified. And then in general, I, I think it can really be really helpful just to ask for referrals from friends, mentors, colleagues, especially someone who maybe has similar needs or challenges to you. You never know who might actually be working with a coach, but just hasn't mentioned it. So if you're willing to be open about the fact that you're looking for a coach, sometimes you can you can get some recommendations from someone you know. And I'll say probably like 95% of the people, the clients who have worked with me have been through referrals, through word of mouth. That is how they found me. So also once you get some 
recommendations, referrals, some, some possibilities. If you want more, if you want more coaches to consider, you could always like potentially ask a coach that you find for recommendations. So what I mean is like, sometimes if someone is having an intro call with me and they really aren't sure they like don't really know what they're looking for. I'm the first coach they've ever talked with. I can offer to them my recommendations of the coach friends I have who I know are wonderful coaches that I have worked with myself as a client. And so sometimes if it's if it seems relevant, I'll just go ahead and offer that and send them those recommendations. But otherwise you'll, you would have to ask because the coach you're talking with generally assumes like you could, you interested in working with them, but I think it's totally okay and great to ask for other recommendations too. And at least for me, it's not weird. Like I love recommending my dear colleagues and and coach friends whose work I believe in and support. And I think the the most important thing of all is making sure that client really does find the right match for them. It might be me, but it might be not. And it might not be me. And that's completely fine. There's no hard feelings about that. And so that's another thing. Like if, you know, if you bring this up with a potential coach you're considering and they're weird about it. I mean, maybe that's something just to take note of. Hopefully they'll be, they'll be open and just generally excited uh, for you to find the right match for you. Okay. So as I've mentioned, I normally have intro sessions with potential clients. So this is a free, usually uh, shortened session. And I just, just so you know, uh, right now I don't have those free intro sessions advertised on my website. I used to when I had more openings, but then I took it down from the public website because I have so few openings so rarely that I didn't want people to be like, yeah, oh great, I can schedule this intro session. But then once they talk to me, like there's no openings or they can't work with me for like six months or something. So I changed that to have people reach out first, just, you know, request a spot, share a little bit about themselves. And then I'll respond individually, letting them know like, yes, there's availability right now. So let's schedule a call. Or I need to add you to the wait list and I'll let you know when it makes sense to schedule a call closer to when I've got openings. So that's all just to say that I highly, highly recommend having an intro session with a coach that you're considering. And um, just because like if you don't see the option for that on their website, like just ask for that. Most coaches will will offer that, especially when it's like a big investment to work with a coach and it's beneficial to both parties to just take a little bit of time to make sure you're a good match. I'll also, maybe I'll tell you what happens in those intro sessions, at least with me. What I like to do is, number one, give that potential client a taste of coaching. 
actually coach them a little bit. Ask them some coaching questions and let them experience what it's like for me to hold space for them and to offer these prompts and inquiries. My intro sessions used to be 30 minutes. And so it was like, it's, it's pretty brief. And I, I did recently expand them to 45 minutes because I just felt like it was, oh, it was too short. I need more time. I'm also, I'm a slow talker and I'd like to leave plenty of space, space for silence, for thinking. So anyways, I needed more time, but I, I think it is actually pretty common for intro sessions to be quite short, like 20 or 30 minutes, just getting to know each other briefly, getting that sense of what it's like to talk to each other. And then the second thing is that I, I want to make sure to answer any questions that the potential client might have. If there's something that can easily be answered over email, then I'll just say, you know, I'll send you an email with that information, you know, about scheduling, pricing, whatever, like we can just get out of that, that out of the way. But sometimes things that are more like my approach, what, what to expect, what this process is really like, what's okay to bring to coaching and what's sort of out of scope. How am I different from other coaches? Those kinds of things, like I'm, I'm really happy to answer. In fact, those questions in particular are ones that come up a lot. So I might, maybe I'll actually record something with the answers to those or write something so that I can send that to people too. Just because like, I do want to make use of as much of the time as possible simply for that person holding space for that person, giving them a chance to express themselves and hopefully gain new insights. My hope is always that that intro session actually provides value to the person. They're coming away with a new perspective or some next steps that they've committed to or something. It has moved them forward in some way. And so I usually try to make it as experiential as I can in that way. That's just how I approach intro sessions. I think I have experienced intro sessions that are different. So, um, for example, I experienced an intro session with a coach once where the coach like hardly said anything. And it was very like, just this is your time. Like, what do you want? <laughs> you and it was like a little too open-ended for me I felt a little bit stressed out by that so I actually didn't end up working with that coach but if you're a person who's like you've got an agenda you have you have stuff you want to go over you got a bunch of questions for that coach like you want to basically like interview them and have it be totally directed by you like that can totally work for you. Um, so that can be one way to expect these to go. Another thing I've experienced is like the coach is more directive where they, in that call, they are telling you a lot of information. That That's another way to do it. So basically there's like the, the actual content of the intro call can be different depending on the coach and you can pay attention to that see what 
what works for you. But then also I think it's really important to like connect with the feel. How does this feel for me during the call and definitely afterwards? So let me give you some examples of positive signs in terms of feelings. So if you, during or after the call, if you're feeling inspired or open or curious, empowered, motivated, challenged in a good way, like if you feel discomfort, but it's like good discomfort, that can be a great sign. Like, okay, this coach is helping me discover my growing edge. And if it's like, I've got this discomfort around this particular area and that's, I want to work on that. I'm interested like this. Yeah. I want to go there in this way with this coach. That's a great sign. Kind of like if you were doing exercise and like you try something new and you know, you can probably tell the difference between when something's uncomfortable in a good way, like, oh, yep, I can feel my muscles burning, uh, or this is activating muscles I didn't know I had, versus like, this is just painful, or I just don't enjoy this at all. I'm not interested in developing strength in this area. So that's kind of a comparison to help you you get a sense of the type of challenge that is going to be fruitful in a coaching relationship. So that's kind of a comparison to help you get a sense of the the type of feelings you are looking for in a great match. A great coach for you doesn't necessarily need to make you feel good. I mean, okay, you also don't want to feel bad. But it, like, what all I'm saying is that discomfort is okay and can be important for growth. Now, okay, what are the types of discomfort that would be bad to experience in an intro call? I would say like if during or after your intro call, you are feeling overwhelmed, stressed, you're feeling bad about yourself, you're feeling uneasy or you're feeling not really heard or you're feeling like this coach is telling me what to do. They're just telling me what to do. And like, I don't know if that's what I should do or not, but they're just like sort of trying to force me or persuade me down a particular path. Those are things I would be very wary of. From my perspective, coaching is about finding your own answers and learning how to trust yourself, how to know what is the right next step for you. My goal with my clients is that after we work together through some period of time, just at least like the first um, maybe like five to 10 sessions, by that point, they have some good confidence around understanding their intuition, trusting themselves, being able to discern like, okay, yeah, this is, this is me. This is my next right step versus this is just someone else projecting onto me or trying to push me. 
in some particular way. There definitely are coaches out there who implicitly or explicitly are going to like tell you what to do or they have a very structured approach or curriculum and that may be what you want. So if that's what you want, then you can totally go looking for that. But I think it's important to get clear, like, do I want somebody who's going to like kind of tell me what to do or put me through a predefined program? Or am I looking for someone who helps me find my way like from the inside out? And so you want to get a sense of that. How, where, where, are, where is that coach landing for you? in that intro session. Um, also, like, usually I will use the term um, mentor, advisor, or consultant for someone who is going to be telling you what to do. But these terms are really murky. You can have mentors who are really good at coaching and helping you figure out your own answers. And then you can have coaches who are more prescriptive. It's up to you to get a sense of what you really want and need in this season. Let me just note one other uncomfortable feeling that can actually be a good sign in your intro call with a coach. And it is the sensation of being broken open. So There are certainly times where I'm talking with a potential client and they may start to cry. By the time we end this very brief call, they might be feeling sort of raw and vulnerable. They may have sort of like shared more than they expected or connected with emotions they didn't expect. And that can feel uncomfortable. It might not feel like amazing, but hopefully after doing something like that and giving it a little bit more time, hopefully you're feeling like it was cathartic, like it was helpful, like you were able to, you know, identify something that needed attention, needed more processing. Maybe you were able to kind of like move through something and then empty it out and feel a little better too. Um, I, I note this because sometimes that can feel scary. If, you know, someone was, someone holds space for you and you're able to be vulnerable or connect with emotions in a way that you don't normally do, it can feel scary. And sometimes like when doing that or when about to open up in that way, I'll have clients or potential clients say to me like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't know if I want to talk about this because I'm going to cry, for example. And um, of course, you you always get to choose where you want to go in a session with your coach or potential coach. It's your time, your space. But I, I do, I like to remind people that very often we are afraid to cry or to access a particular emotion that doesn't feel comfortable because we are afraid that it will sort of last forever. If we go there, it's just going to be like falling down into the depths of an abyss and you don't really know where the, the bottom is. But in my experience, personally, in my experience with my clients, most of the time there's less there than you think or it lasts for less time than you might realize. So often like 
if someone starts to cry, they think they won't be able to stop crying. And um, some, sometimes, sometimes that happens. But usually, if you really let it out, the tears come out, the emotion comes out, and then you pass through it quite quickly. You might surprise yourself because sometimes it takes so much more effort to brace against a feeling or hold it at bay than it does to just like let it all out and then be able to move on. I'm just saying you might be more resilient than you're giving yourself credit for. Trust that you are strong enough to withstand the weather of your own emotions, even when it's like a storm needs to pass through, like you can handle it. You can survive the storms that come from within you and they might, they might pass over a little quicker than you expect. So that can be a thing you experience with a coach that is a good thing if you're open to it. Okay, now I want to touch on a related question that comes up a lot. Um, It's basically like, does my coach need to be someone who shares my experience? And that could be from all different dimensions. Say, I'm a woman in leadership. I'm the only woman, woman on a leadership team. Do I need a coach who is a woman? Do I need a coach who has been the only woman on a leadership team? Do I need a coach who has been a a manager? If I'm a manager, you could basically use any characteristic of yourself or any experience you've had and have that question. Do I need a coach who's been there in this particular way? And I would say, in general, on principle, no. Someone who is a great coach and the right coach for you can absolutely coach you on things that they have not been through. And that's because of what I've shared earlier that at least from my perspective, coaching is about holding space for you and helping you to find your own answers. It's about using coaching tools, asking open-ended questions, giving someone the space they need to find their way and to learn to trust in themselves. And a coach can apply those tools no no matter what you're going through. I actually have had many experiences where I'm coaching someone who does a discipline that I'm not familiar with, say they're in finance, or actually I've coached a lot of engineers and I'm definitely not an engineer, no experience in engineering. And so like I'm coaching an engineering manager, for example, and they're talking about technical things or even just processes that I'm not familiar with at all. It actually doesn't matter. I don't need to know exactly how everything works in your world. You know, that's enough. I'm here to help you find new perspective. And I don't need to know what that new perspective is going to be. I'm just going to kind of like help you open up to it. I hope that makes sense. So it's it's like on principle, I don't have to have been there. Similar with characteristics or personal experience. So I'm someone who, you know, 
is underrepresented in the, the fields that I used to work in. I work with a lot of people who are underrepresented, but they're underrepresented in different ways from me. And that's okay. I'm still able to put their experience first. My spotlight is on them. It's not about giving advice or tips on like how I handled something. There are definitely situations with my clients where I might have a story that's sort of related in some way that where my intuition is telling me, I think this person needs to hear this. I don't know why, but I'm going to ask permission to share a story of my own or a perspective of my own or a way I did handle something. And I do that simply to spark ideas for them. Does it inspire anything? Because sometimes you just kind of need material to play with in your mind, to like respond to and be like, oh, it's not that, but it's, it's kind of this similar thing over here. So anyways, that is my general perspective. However, that so that's to say it is not necessary. But if you want it, that's valid and you can have it. So if you're saying to yourself, I, do I have to have a coach who is a woman? No, you don't have to. And then you can say to yourself, like, do I want one though? Would I prefer that? If the answer is yes, go for it. If the answer is no or don't care, then you get to just open yourself up to reaching out to coaches of any gender expression and just find the right match for you. There have been times personally when I have sought out a coach that does share a characteristic or experience with me and have just really appreciated that. Like for some reason, it's like, I'm like, yeah, that that coach just kind of already uses my language or there are certain things I, I don't feel like I have to explain. You know, I can just like do this quick mention and I'm like, I know they get it. And, uh, but then there are other times where I specifically want a coach or somebody, you know, whatever service provider, practitioner it might be. There are times when I specifically want someone who's different from me because I want to get a different perspective. And then in terms of working with my clients, I think there are lots of clients who come to me because they they see something that feels similar to them. It could be all kinds of things, but they see something about me as a person, my experience, my characteristics, and kind of latch onto it like, oh, I think she's going to understand this particular thing. And then it turns out that that particular thing doesn't end up being a big part of our coaching at all. Sometimes it is. You never know. And then I love when I have clients who reach out who are very different from me. So for example, I have potential clients who reach out and who say like, I think you're a little too woo-woo for me. Like you, you, the way you talk about intuition, I don't quite get it. I'm skeptical. I'm kind of resistant to it. I don't even know if I believe it's possible to connect with my intuition in the way that you describe, but like I'm here because I'm curious. I, despite my skepticism, like I want to find out more about this. 
And I wonder if it might unlock something for me. I love that starting point. It's so fun. It's awesome. You are very welcome to bring your, your skeptic, your inner skeptic to our coaching. It's a part of you. It's doing a job. We're not going to like ask you to just turn off your brain or throw out all reason or skepticism in order to do this coaching together. It's going to be really fun to work with that tension. Or um, I like my personality is generally kind of soft-spoken, introverted. And then I've had clients come to me who have just like a very, very different personality. And they're like, I want to work with you because I'm different from you. And like my colleagues are different from me. And I want to kind of like understand them better. I want to expand my range of experience I can relate to and people I can work with. And that can be really, really fun too. So you get to decide whether you're in a season where you want to experience that contrast when you talk with your coach, or you want to experience some comfort in the familiar. And so overall, I just really, I really encourage you, of course, to trust your gut, trust your intuition when you are choosing a coach. I know that it can be hard because like maybe you're looking for a coach because you don't know how to trust your intuition yet. What I mean is maybe you have an idea in your head of the type of coach you should work with. So for me, when I was about to work with my very first coach, I was a new manager. I was super overwhelmed and I worried that I couldn't become a leader just because of who I am. So a part of me felt like, oh, I guess I should probably work with an aggressive guy in a suit who's very like tough love and will make me tougher so I can be a better manager. There was a part of me that felt that heavy should. And then fortunately, the coach I worked with was chosen for me. She was fantastic. She had major grandma vibes. She was a grandmother in real life. And uh, she was incredibly kind and compassionate, yet also insightful, direct, badass. You know, she really cut to the heart of things. And, you know, when we first started working together, I think she asked me like, she might have asked me what I'm afraid of or something. And, and I said something like, I feel like we're here to change me. We are here to make me into a different person so that I can fit this, this cookie cutter mold of what a leader supposedly is supposed to be like at this company. And she very quickly corrected me and was like, hey, we're not here to make you a different person. We are here to make you more you. That is authentic leadership. It's for you to expand into the full spectrum of what's possible for you, for you to access parts of yourself that you didn't know what were there, but they are yours. 
and you get to use them in a way that is aligned with your values. We help you to grow into the person you are meant to be, not into the image of somebody else. And well, my goodness, that really put me at ease. And I'm so glad that I wasn't the one choosing my coach in that situation. Although most of the time I do think it's important to let people have agency when they're entering into a coaching relationship. Yeah. So, okay. I hope that helps a little bit, just illustrating the difference between following shoulds and supposed tos when you're getting into coaching versus following your heart and your gut. Like, what do I really need and want in this season? What would be supportive to me? What will help me grow in the ways that I want to grow? And then just generally, how do I feel in relationship, in conversation with this person that I meet? Then a bit of advice for when you are doing these intro calls. If the coach is doing some coaching for you, I encourage you to bring a real example. You don't have to scope it down or anything, you know? If whatever it is that you are grappling with, it doesn't matter how big or how hard it is, bring that to your intro call and just see what happens. Because, yeah, it's your, it's your time. Use it to the fullest. That's also true for all of your sessions, all of your work with a coach. Don't hold back. You know, you are at least half of the relationship and so much of what you get out of coaching is dependent on you, what you bring to each session. So in summary, be brave. Trust your gut. Reach out to any coach that you are interested in working with, ask for that free intro session. Pay attention to how you feel during that session and afterwards. And yeah, I, I hope this brings a little more clarity to that process of finding the coach who is the right match for you in this season of your life and work. If you are listening to this episode in August of 2023, it just so happens that I actually do have a couple of spots available. This happens very rarely because a lot of my clients tend to like keep coming back over a long period of time. And so, yeah, it's pretty rare that I'm able to open up new spots but I've got them right now. And so if you are interested in working with me, I do hope you will reach out. I'll include the link in the show notes so that you can go to my website. You can read about my coaching offering and you can reach out to me. You can find the button that says request a spot. You're also welcome to email me at podcast at the dash cocoon.co and uh, just let me know that you're interested let, let me know like just a little bit about who you are and what you would like coaching on or what you'd like to get out of coaching or just generally what's bringing you to coaching 
And uh, yeah, I'll be happy to schedule an intro session with you. If you're listening right now and this is you, like you're ready, you you would love to work together. I am so excited to meet you. Also, anyone who's listening, if you have more questions about finding the right coach for you, or if you have any thoughts about this episode, I would love to hear from you. The podcast is hosted in Substack so that we can talk to each other in the comments. So please feel free to leave a comment in Substack and I'll try to include the Substack link to this particular post so that you can find it if you're listening somewhere else. Before you go, a few final notes. First, if you have a topic or question you'd like me to cover, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a note at podcast at the-cocoon.co. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use to listen. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. That's one of the best things you can do to show your support and encourage me to keep going. Until next time, let it be easy.